to the Living Enlightened podcast. You are listening to Michelle R. Price, the light worker. I normally record with Rebecca, um, but she's got some other sort of commitments at the moment. So I, while Bex are doing other things, I thought I'd have a chat to a lady called Grandmother Mulara. So uh, I sat down with Grandmother Mulara and had a little conversation. She's an amazing lady. And you're going to hear from her uh, in this episode. So I had a chat to Grandmother Mulara one-on-one. So uh, she is an amazing Indigenous elder uh, and I will include her website link um, in the show notes. She is a healer, a teacher, a counsellor, an executive coach, an academic and a consultant. So let Grandmother Mulara speak for herself. She's an amazing lady. I think you'll learn a lot from this conversation and I will come back afterwards and uh, sign off. Okay, Grandmother Malara, thank you so much for being here with me um, on this weekend. Really appreciate you taking out the time, uh, the time out because you're very busy. Um, you've got a lot of different things on the go. Um, I had a little bit of a look at your website, which is really great, and um, a video of a chat that you guys, um, that yourself, you did with um, a couple of other gentlemen. Um, just to get a bit of background. So it's been, um, yeah, really nice sort of researching, you know, um, before I had a chat to you. So from what I saw on your website, um, you're a healer. Um, a teacher, a musician, a counsellor, executive coach, the list goes on, um, an academic and also a consultant. But I also saw in your chat that you're studying law at the moment as well. Anyway, welcome. <laughs> welcome. There's a lot to unpack here. Thank you. Yeah. So there was, a lot, yeah, there was a lot there that, um, that you've sort of done and studied and, and that sort of thing. But studying law, that's, that's quite different. Life to, changes, think. you know, life changes. <laughs> might have life is really punctuated by specific moments hey you know special moments in your life that kind of shift and change your direction or uh, consolidate your direction and uh so i I think i think we can look back over our life Mm -hmm. and when i can look over my life and i think about um you know particular moments where a direction was set Mm-hmm. and where something had to be cleared in order for the new to come in. And we're in that time now. 2022 Absolutely. is exactly that for yeah. all of us. Yeah. yeah, and it's really about that water, isn't it, going with the flow because that's all you can kind of do. You can't yeah. fix or change. I'm a whale. what whales do. Yes, I can see one right behind you on the wall there too. <laughs> what a beauty. I so, Grandmother Malara, your name is really important and I think, you know, for people who... Um, you know, don't know, you know, about the the titles and the importance of that in your culture and that sort of thing. Can you speak to us about that, the name? How did did that come about? Uh, Well, there was a pretty important moment that I can think of where all my whole entire life changed. And that moment was where I had kind of everything got taken from me. The grandmother said they had to do it because I was going in in the wrong direction. It took me ten years. They were trying to tap on my tap on tap on my shoulder for ten years before I'd agree to work with them. But in the end, they just said, "Oh well," and they just took this away and that away and everything else away until I didn't have anything left. And realised the epiphany for me then was that, do you know, at the end of our life, we can't take anything with us, mm-hmm. and we can't take anyone with us. The only thing we really have is the integrity of our spirit soul. So I say spirit soul because people get 
in Western culture get confused Mm -hmm. because they've been told that, you know, we have a soul's journey and we're in a spirit now, but it's the other way around. We're actually spirit. And in this lifetime, in this body skin suit, we're a soul. And that's our me we. We call it our me. And uh, so so that people aren't confused, I bring the two together and say spirit soul. soul. Really, I'm talking about spirit. Me we, (laughs) how do you spell that, Grandmother Malara? M I W I. Another law woman, she calls it uh, Mui. And then another one calls it Miwi. Well, it's pronounced, it's spelled M-I-W-I. I mean, we're okay. an oral tradition, so yep. just Miwi. Miwi, Miwi, it means the same thing. Spirit, soul. <clears throat> yeah, I love that. Yeah. And at that point, um, I just gave up and to the grandmothers, just said, okay, I'm at your service. And so that, that, led to a whole change of life and purpose. And I can't remember why I started that conversation. Well, I think we were talking about those turning points and that was um, for you. Oh, the name, the importance of the name. Oh, yeah, the name. Yes, grandmother. Okay, you knew there was something else. Yeah. So, uh, uh, so after that time, I um, uh, was friends with the grandmother drum keeper. Uh, the grandmother drum is uh, uh, was built in Alaska by the Athabascan tribe and it's I invited them over many years ago and then um, they came a second time and then the third time they were coming for a 10-year anniversary I decided that I would uh, travel with them this time all around Australia so I managed the tour of the grandmother drum and it's an indigenous drum healing drum a very special sacred uh, item and uh, so we uh, the team came from three different countries and met me here and we then journeyed right at, you know pretty much every every state of Australia except for Tasmania <clears throat> and on that journey the grandmothers in spirit who travel with the drum kept calling me Malara they're saying you know Malara this Malara them like who's Malara <laughs> And turns out it was me. And when I when I made my medicine drum on that tour, I put in there all the the wisdom. The so the drum keeper wrote in my inside my drum Malara, so that I could drum myself up, call that up. Wow! And you know, I I had been resistant at being told to do something or whatever. It had to come to me. And there was a time when I'm just trying to remember where. Uh, so Malara has two meanings. One is the wisdom keeper of songlines. So I'd been given the teachings for, under the songlines. But the other is thunder and lightning. And <laughs> there was a time when I was, I, I basically got initiated as Malara with thunder and lightning. Came in, yeah. Like in the environment? So, yeah yeah in the in the in the bush yeah we were doing ceremony and the thunder and the lightning was stirred up and came in and whenever i was speaking uh you know a shard of lightning would come through so i accepted my my name as malara and the um you know as auntie for of course for most for a lot of the time 
until uh, the last couple of years, I'm trying. I'm forgetting my years now, but at least two years, maybe three years ago, the grandmother teachings which I had been given along the way over 50 years, sort of particularly in the last 20 years, started to really come through me, my body, and such that when I'm speaking, I'm speaking a bit differently. Mm-hmm. And people I've worked with noticed it. And they said, we feel we, we've got to call your grandmother. And I went, yeah, that's interesting. That's kind of because I'm told that I'm one of the grandmothers from the Grandmother's Council yep. in spirit. So I, it, that had to grow on me just like Malara did. And, and then um, my law elder passed away. She was my main one. When she passed away, I became senior. So I wasn't senior until, because she was my senior. Yeah. Then when she passed away, I stepped up. Yep. And so I stepped up as grandmother and I stepped up as the senior law woman. Mm. And that pretty That's much right. matched the timing of everything, like mm-hmm. bringing in the new dreaming. And um, I also was initiated by Biomi. Uh, Biomi is our creator spirit. Biomi, B-I-O-M-E? No, B-I-A-I-M-E. Okay. Biomi. Yep. Biomi. Yep. different ways. Create a spirit, yeah. At the cave in New South Wales. And I was there on a spiritual quest with, you know, about 50 other people um, as part of a retreat. And as I was going up the steps of, of the cave, the painting of By Me as a Wedgetail Eagle is massive. It's a very important sacred site for us. It's a law, definitely a law um, painting. And he opened his eyes and blasted me into my third eye. This is a painting. These paintings are alive. And so from then on, he just, I just got paralysed. It was like lightning, thunder and lightning. It was like yeah. the lightning bolt hit my third eye and I was absolutely paralysed as this, this waves of energy and codes and light and frequency and came over me. And it was witnessed for about 50 people sitting there just wondering what in the hell's going on with me. And I just got woof. And it's uh, incredible. So uh, there is no other higher initiation for me. I'm, I've been initiated as by me. That is yeah. a, a huge honour. It doesn't happen. Even the, the a custodian of the cave, he said that's never happened to him either. Oh, my Lord. <clears throat> and so I'm, yeah, it was rather remarkable to get that in front of a whole lot of people. So I feel like I oh, was goodness. definitely, it was a lot in the unseen world as well as who was there. It was a big, big initiation. And um, I'd already gone through four levels of initiation and this was my fifth. And I do wear the black headband because um, that's, that's the law. I hold the mm-hmm. law. And my law elder said, you wear the black now. So. Is that with the grandmother? Did that come with the grandmother title? No, she, she told me to wear it before that. Before that, okay. Yeah. So yeah. It's, I've gone through, you know, the white, yellow, red, black. Mm-hmm. So not everyone wears the black because they all wear the red. You know, it doesn't matter. They, if they're not initiated, they seem to want to wear the red just, as, mm. you know, to try and feel themselves buffed up. But, uh, you know, it's hard to tell who's been initiated. 
mm. if everybody's wearing it. Mm-hmm. So actually, if they're not an issue, they should be wearing white. White, okay. Everyone can wear white. Only the women can wear yellow. Mm-hmm. Everyone can wear red, but it's actually an initiation colour. Okay, it's a male-female. Yep. You're initiated, yeah. And, yep. and the women wear red as well. We've got, we've got a red business as well. Mm-hmm. Um, in ceremony, though, generally the women will wear yellow and the men will wear red, but we, you know, from women's business we can wear red as well, mm-hmm. but they can't wear yellow. That's a no-no. Uh-huh. Um, a bit like the yolk of the egg. Mm-hmm. We follow the egg in our relationship and relationships and who's related to whom. And so the, you know, the a yolk of egg represents um, our creation. Huh. Women as creative spirit. So, wow. Gosh, you know, so the, men, cool. the men are not allowed to wear it. But if the men are wearing it, then I know they haven't been initiated. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So there's a lot, there's a lot not happening. And yep. I get, I get a ton of, um, correspondence i get a ton of correspondence full stop but i get quite a lot from um, aboriginal people who say our elders aren't teaching us can we come to you and i say yeah you can Mm. come to me Um, and then i get the opposite i get oh you can't teach us you can't teach on our land you're not allowed to do that you haven't got our permission blah 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 they've got no idea Mm. these are people who are not initiated and that's the majority of our mob and they're seeking that's because it's been lost. Yeah. It's lost. It's been nearly lost, our law. And now I'm putting my foot down and saying, right, it's time. You've all got to come to law, all of us, mm. you know, black fella, white fella, come together and learn our culture, our law, because it is the way forward. Yeah. And we cannot let um, colour of skin get in the way of learning the best way to relate to Mother Earth to ourselves, to each other, to great spirit. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this is truth, Grandmother Malara. Mm-hmm. And a few things when I was listening to your interview um, that you did previously, one of the things that stood out to me was um, around um, the feeling that I think I've been getting, and I, I think that this will resonate with you as well, is that a lot of the Indigenous cultures that were you know, um, almost wiped out, you know, as you talked about, there's a lot of language I know that's been lost um, in your culture and others, you know, around the world. And I just feel like whether it's around this sort of COVID, you know, um, situation that we, we haven't really experienced, certainly in our lifetime, anything like this, is that there's a real uprising. There's a real, you know, the Indigenous cultures in different parts of the world really sort of coming to the fore now and really starting to kind of find their voices. And this is, I guess, you know, I'm a journalist, so this is something that I've noticed, I guess, in media, you know, a little bit more with people sort of, you know, finding their voices um, and people like yourself, you know, uh, really coming out and sort of speaking up and um, teaching the youth, you know, the young ones to, you know, that are coming through to sort of speak up and be really proud, you know, be really proud of where they're from. Do you, do you resonate with that? Does that all sort of, you know, do you feel the same way that there's a bit of a sort of an uprising, you know, in a, in a positive, you know, no uprising could sound negative as well, but like in a positive way, you know, people sort of. I think I might answer your question by starting off with what is grandmother law, mm-hmm. L-O-R-E, mm-hmm. which is what I hold. Yep. I hold the law of the whole continent. I don't know everything, but what I do is I'm holding that. I'm a spiritual leader in, an, in, an, in another way of putting it. Mm-hmm. Grandmother law is the spiritual leader yep. of our people. And under that law, 
we have women's law, we have men's law, we have community business. So there's, there's, other, there's and we have the spiritual law, LAW. Uh -huh. uh, and so, and so we have the, um, the teachings that come under grandmother law. And as I said on the interview, Charlie Ward, you know, it's because we've birthed everyone. Mm -hmm. You've come from us. Yeah. We yeah. hold the law. Wow. You cannot, the men try to, you cannot separate yourself from grandmother law. And wow. as much as you try, you try and do that and you breach our law, that will, you will pay a price spiritually. And I'll take that, and we will take that law back off you. Mm -hmm. And I have done that. So it's, um, it, you know, they cannot operate without us. They, you know, there are some who are who are doing that without without proper respect, mm -hmm. and they don't know. So we've got a couple of situations where, for example, at the base of Wollumbini Momolai, also known as Wollumbin yep. or Mount Warning. We've got um, men who've parked themselves there and saying, this is a man's mountain. That's not true. That mountain is Mother Mountain. Huh. She's always been the custodianship of the grandmothers. We have a grandmother up there looking after that mountain. It was me for five years, and I, the mountain had to release me so that I could move. So, the, you know, that's, that's a misnomer. So what I'm saying here is the interference that I spoke about at the other interview is very real and it's, it's with our own mob. So there's a bunch of men down there, trying, you know, being all buffed up who have not a clue of the truth of the songline. They don't know where the ceremonial grounds are. Just because there was a Bora ring found on the mountain, they think it's theirs. No. Wow. It, we've got our place of ceremony too. You never have just one or the other, but it comes under the guardianship of the grandmothers. So we got, you know, there's a lot of miscommunication. I teach truth. Yep. As much as the men don't like to hear that, you can feel the resonance. When I'm saying to you, you're nodding your head a lot. You kind yeah. of get it. Yeah. You can feel yep. it. I feel it. You feel it. Totally. Totally. Mm. Yeah. So we well, have a, a problem. uprising. With the inter yeah, with the interference of not having elders teaching proper way, um, of the one who should be uh, in the line of the Narakwu is not able to take it up due mm -hmm. to one thing or another, just yep. not able to hold the vibration and hold the energy of it. And it is a lot, isn't it? Let me say that. Yeah. So it's the same thing, you know. If the next generation or the one after now aren't able to hold the energy well, there's a hell of a lot of non-Indigenous people who can. Mm. And as my law elders said, we need them. If they're feeling the spirit of the land, the land is speaking to them. Oh, that's big. We need them because our own people are affected by drugs, alcohol, mental illness. Yeah complex intergenerational trauma and they have not been taught by the by their elders because their elders have been suffering mm. there hasn't been law teachings properly conducted and so we have a mess mm. on our hands and i've been doing what i can to bring the law back and uh we did we did have a men's law program this time last year 
and we were going to run it again mid-year, well, we got, I got blasted for doing any such thing. They don't understand. They come under grandmother law. Oh, grandmother law female. must yeah. give them that law. If they're starting with nothing, where are they going to begin? They have to know what the law is mm. and they have to be given that law from the, by the grandmother. But then they go off and do their thing with the, with the uncles, with the elders, mm-hmm. you know, and then I inter, you know, interject here, here and there and then do a big ceremony with them at the end where we talk about passing on the law. A lot's been forgotten, oh, yeah. Mother Malara. A lot's been forgotten because this, in the back of the day, this would have just been known. This would have been common sense. This would have been before white man and everything else. But, I mean, this would have just been part of... would have been done with respect. Yeah. So we have a problem. <clears throat> so you say, well, you know, it's really good, isn't it? All mm. the uprisings and them thinking, probably not really. Yeah. Because we we got some work to do internally. Yeah. And that's been caused by... Um, well, the whole uh, colonialization, colonization of our people and what happened to our elders then. But it's also doubled in that we've, we've not only suffered under white colonization, we've now suffered under black colonization. Mm. And the black colonization has come about through native title, which has not helped us one, one bit whatsoever. What it's done is corporatized our governance so instead of us sitting in a circle as an elders council we now have a corporation that makes decisions for our country and for our people and and it's run by usually one family that gets in there and they they work it out to have all the all the seats of power and no one can get a word in no one gets a chance they take all the money that's that's given gifted by the government to run any mining interests, like in my country, lots of mining interests in my country. Problem, yeah. They get grafted. So, oh, yeah, this miner, oh, yeah, if you give us that mining lease, we'll just give you a million dollars, I kid mm. you not, just mm-hmm. to have in your pocket. Mm-hmm. Holy God. <laughs> yeah. We got, a, we got a lot of problems, but yeah. the good news is we are dealing with them and it's changing. My mob, so I'm Adna Matna in the mm-hmm. Northern Flinders Ranges, South Australia. Yep. Uh, when we went to the Northern Flinders Ranges, uh, my spirit got welcomed back to Adna Matna. Now, that, I was in shock. I mean, I didn't tell them that I was Aboriginal. Of course I know I am. Our whole family knew. But we didn't know where from. It made a lot of sense because I know the Flinders Ranges like the back of my hand. I did so much backpacking and walking and camping right through that place. It's beautiful country. Before you knew. So after I got welcomed back, and that was witnessed by a few people, um, it took a while to kind of come to take that on. And then we had a, there was a big gathering uh, a year later and they asked me to help them organise it. I said, well, I can't do much else. I could help you do that. And in the process of helping to organise this gathering, which was a beautiful, loving gathering, I got asked, well, can you help us? We're, we've got trouble in our, in our um, land council. So the land council's formed through native title. And I said to them, you've always had native title. You know, you don't need pieces of paper and stuff. It's your land. That's it. Anyway. <clears throat> oh, yeah. So this is, this is, you know, this is how we've been cheated mm. and manipulated. And so um, 
anyway, they asked me, they said, can you look at this paperwork? We, we don't understand because English is not their first language. It's probably their fifth or sixth or seventh language. And so I said, yeah, I can, I can look at the papers. And when I looked at them, I said, you know, it was on the bottom of page seven. I'll never forget it. Just one sentence. It said, as of, you know, this date, 1st of January 2013, let's say, is now the trust for Adnamatna people. And I, I said to my elders, do you know anything about this company? Never heard of it. Oh. People, yeah, now you get the people who hold it, the family, the one family holding the reins over the land council formed a company and they formed it as their own family trust. Turns wow. out there were 14 different credit cards that fed into that fund. And I said to my elders, do you know anything about this company? I went, no. I said, well, I don't understand because it looks like they've formed a different company separate to the Master Trust that's supposed to funnel the royalties. The Master Trust, by the way, also has the same family running it, but I'll come to that. Oh. But I didn't know any of this at the time. Mm-hmm. Turns out that they had formed it without anybody knowing. Uh, they did not have permission. They did not have authority to do that. Because all I could say to my elders was, well, the only thing I can really do is write a letter to ORIC for you, which is the um, overarching regulator of Indigenous corporations. And I'll write a letter to them and say, this is what we found. Can you investigate? But because I named the directors, they uh, sued me for defamation. I lost the case because they had bankrupted me. Bastards. It was an impossible situation. I ended up having to, um, I was, ended up homeless oh. uh, and I didn't have any money as they took it all, whatever I had. You know, like it goes on and on and on. It was a pretty bad time and um, I've eventually got on my feet but only really in the last couple of years. Anyway, just to, was that Was that the turning point that you were discussing before where you said you had to sort of lose everything? Was that the? Yes. Yeah. Oh, no, no, this is the second one. This oh, is a different the second one. Oh, jeez, okay. That first one was a really bad relationship. Right, okay. And this was losing the... Yeah, bad relationship. Okay, yeah, yeah. wow. This wow. time, but I think it was preparing me to not have anything for this yeah. time because they got nothing out of me. So it was really a lot of legal, um, uh, you know, over several years, a lot of it. And eventually when I came out of that bankruptcy bit, uh, that I could actually file again for an- yet again another round. And that is now just still um, seeing itself through the Going court. Through. Let me tell you the next part of the story. Mm-hmm. So now we come to um, a point where, and, and I'm still behind the scenes because I've got a lot of evidence and I know how to get it. Mm. We finally got special administration over the land council which stopped them, all right? So we've been under special administration for two years, but now, so we've found a whole lot of evidence there and a whole lot of digging and there's stuff ready. They haven't been charged yet because we haven't finished. Mm -hmm. So what's happened now is that finally the master trust, which gets, uh, which receives the royalty payments from the mines, I'm talking about uranium mine, um, which has got a dirty energy anyway, so you can okay. imagine. Yeah. And all of the other ones, but mostly the uranium mines, coming into this master trust, run by the same family. 
So that that was all going to that family, all the royalties? We want to know where it is. So Ah. what's happened? um, So the special administrator, uh, just this last year, he put a stop to the payments going to the Master Trust. He said, no, hold on to them. We don't know where it's going and we're going to find out. We've asked as the beneficiaries of Mm. the trust, where is the money? They won't tell us. Beneficiary is an interesting word, isn't it? Because it's really, there's really no no beneficiary there. (laughs) There are other beneficiaries, but, you know, there's 3,000 of them, other people who are beneficiaries. Where's the money? We've got nothing to show for it. Turns out we found out they get $300,000 a month. They've been going for 20 years. You add it up. So conservatively, we want to know where $60 million is. And this, this is, is just the master trust, not the Bremen one or the Ackler one so, oh. or the land council. So <clears throat> we're now in the Supreme Court of and the Chief Justice of the Supreme Court is admin- overseeing it. He's the judge. Mm-hmm. He's the highest judicial officer in the state. We have the Commonwealth paying our fees, our legal fees, because we've all yeah. realised how bad it is and if we get this the we we get this one and we really get to the to the nub of it it's going to set a precedent for every other um, aboriginal it. corporation brilliant this one's a big yeah this is your case study and i'm the wow so as a consequence um, I've, you know, in standing up against them, because they kept knocking me down, I'd stand up again, knock me down, stand up again. As a consequence, I have grown tremendously in my spiritual prowess. No doubt. And there is no way in the world that they could ever do anything like that to me again. No. And um, where we're sitting is that it, they will be found out. Mm. The, ex- the administration has been extended until this all becomes clear the uh, royalties are now going into a trust fund in the administered by the supreme court thank heavens and uh, we wait and see but i we're, whenever it comes and they won't agree to mediation and the reason that i'm doing a law degree mm. is to find out how the hell did these white fellow lawyers bluff everybody how did they do it yeah. and how did i not get my justice not and how did my people not get their justice? Yeah. How did they do it? And now I know. Yeah, and that was my next question because it's not you're not you're not fighting for yourself. You're fighting for your people. This is for everyone. So you're, you know, we've got this precedent then. We've got this, you know, case. Hopefully that you know goes through. And it sounds like we're ticking all the boxes. Oh with no, that. hopefully it is. Yeah. It's serious. Yeah. Yeah, I agree with your grandmother, Malara, in terms of, because we're looking at, you know, the mining and, and all of that, and I agree with you that it is really uh, blackfella and whitefella working together because there's been some really great, um, you know, collaborations where I think over at um, uh, Stradbroke Island where they managed to stop, you know, the sand mining and then um, a lot of, you know, different things oh, cool. have happened at, you know, Gowrie um, as well where um, there's been some really great, you know, um, I guess, you know, Caucasian people who are, you know, knowledgeable and are, you know, fighting for the environment and fighting for the animals and, you know, sort of starting to sort of yeah, good. see that influence I think there coming are, through. There are some good things happening yeah. there, so that's true. Yeah. So moving I'm just forward, telling you the reality. Yeah. The reality yeah. is 
you know, what's what's going well and what isn't. And yeah. I think there's far there's more room. There's room for more. Oh, absolutely. And there's room for for people who, you know, our non-Indigenous people to mm. actually learn our culture and our law. Yep. That's how we're going to walk together. And I said to my law um, uh, professors and class, mm-hmm. well, I'm here learning your law. You need to come and ah, learn ours. Ah, how good's That's that? How we're going to do it. Yeah, I love that. They're going to do a welcome to country now yep. for the, ah. in the law school. Everyone should be doing yeah, that. Yeah. They should be doing that anyway. Yeah. And we've got, well, they didn't even know about what Welcome to Country was. And then um, they're also brought in uh, some Aboriginal law uh, teachings, what I've given them that they can teach. So it's really, you know, I've made a little bit of a dent and woke them up around Indigenous knowledge systems and our traditional customs and law. Yeah, and I think it's really great that you're in there because, I mean, you know, it just takes that person to educate them, doesn't it? Like just takes one person to go in there, hey, did you know this? And they're like, no, you know, it's not that um, I guess. It's, I've yeah. had a lot of students. Yeah. A lot of students have contacted Fantastic. me and said, I'm so glad you spoke up. Yeah. I'm going to follow this particular law because I'm not going to let that ever happen again. I'm like, excellent. Here we are. We've got these fighters and you're doing it all on your own. Brilliant. I love this. Um, I don't know any other senior law person, senior law man or senior law woman who has done a colonial law degree. I think I'm the only one. What an achievement. It's a pretty, you know, there's not many of us left, senior law people. Yep. Um let alone doing a law degree, and I'm 65. When I graduate, I'll be 66. I can't never believed I'd ever do a law degree at this age. So I've got some nous. Yeah. Obviously, I can get through, but um, uh, I think the reason for it all, you know, then I got I walk both laws now. Yeah. So I can mm-hmm. I can interchange, work out one with the other, and have the right positioning and the right you've the language you've got the language kind of for both it's like that yeah communicating between both and now i know where the gaps were that i didn't have before Identifying. i knew i didn't like i thought i yeah i just knew it i knew i was being tricked i yeah. knew my people were being tricked yeah that's your discernment so fantastic no more Yes. Oh my gosh. One of the things I wanted to ask your grandmother Malara was when you were um, in that uh, YouTube video that I watched of you, um, you were talking about sort of a a new grid um, sort of around the earth, which I've been finding quite interesting because I've heard uh, some of the downloads I've been doing and some of the other light workers that I know, something similar to this, but I just wanted to hear a bit more about that. And I guess your take on that is that sort of, I guess, as we're raising our vibration, that this is sort of you know, something that we're moving into, like a different sort of energy um, in your sort of belief? So those who are aware, are awake, who are working with a high vibration, are connected to the consciousness grid of Earth. Laura, thank you so much. Um, I just want to say, you wanted to mention developing spiritual mastery. I can sort of throw something in, like a link or, you know, something like that. But you were saying end of Jan, um, we have to register. Links are all on my website. Right. Yeah, if you go yep. and events. And March, April is grandmother teaching. Mm. Great. So I'll pop in your website. And April, May will be the Elders Mystery School, but I haven't decided on the venue yet. We've have to change the venue because we've got so many who want to so come. Things. I'm like, oh my God, I have to change the venue. <laughs> There's a lot happening in the first six months of this year, and I run women's circles. Um, I think they're going to be full pretty quick. So. Yeah. 
we really need this at the moment. Everyone's really wanting to come together, which is great. Good, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so that was Grandmother Molara. How amazing is she? Isn't she wonderful? Um, I really enjoyed that conversation uh, and I learned a lot out about, you know, there's so much work that she's doing and how incredible that, you know, she saw a gap in sort of the legal, you know, knowledge within the community, within her people, amongst her people. So she's going out and she's actually studying it herself. You know, that's a real get up and go, you know, kind of girl. And I really love that. I really respect that. Um, So much to do with native title there that, you know, she's still kind of working through and figuring out. And uh, for her people, you know, there's a lot of fairness and justice with Grandmother Malara wanting to, um, you know, equalize and make sure everything is fair. And, uh, and I just really respect her for that. So um, that was my conversation with Grandmother Malara. I hope you enjoyed that. As always, you know, you can email us at livingenlightened33 at gmail.com. Uh, or you can contact us on Facebook. We're uh, very active on social media. Uh, we've got our Living Enlightened podcast Facebook page. Um, so jump on there if you want to uh, communicate anything um, about the show, maybe making some suggestions around what we can talk about. And once Rebecca's uh, back on deck, we'll um, have her back on the show as well. Um, and I just want to highlight what we're talking about kind of next time. And this is around sort of filters, you know, so we are all a bit of a chameleon. A lot of us um, have the tendency to try and blend in a little bit. So we're going to be talking about being your authentic self and maybe ways that we can go about sort of doing that. Um, You know, not trying to pretend, not trying to blend in, not trying to be something we're not. Uh, We all do that as kids. And I think as we grow older, um, we get a little bit wiser. So that's what we're going to be talking about on the next show. So thank you so much for listening once again uh, to the Living Enlightened podcast. Thank you.